Hello, 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 and welcome to the local edition. News and information to keep you connected in the Catskills and Northeast Pennsylvania. I'm your host for this Friday evening, Patricio Robayo. Thank you for joining me on this Friday evening. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're staying safe. This is, I guess, the last live broadcast of the local edition before the new year. Next week, we'll have some wrap-up interviews with all our reporters. Uh, Derek Kirk from the Sullivan County Democrat. Meg McGuire from the Delaware Currents. Ruby from the River Reporter. And Chris from the Schwanko Journal. Talk about Chris. Oh, and Philip Pontusa from the Times Union. And talk about Chris. We'll have him up in a little while. In the second half of the show, I'll be speaking to Jeff Loeffler, the host of The Deep End which airs on Friday nights at 10. And tonight we'll be talking about, what else? Festivus. But first, like I said, we have on the phone with us now is the one and only Chris Rowley. Um, Chris, welcome to the program. Chris Rowley from the Schwankunk Journal. Uh, we have some unfortunate news to start off the evening here. We had a tragedy in Ellenville. Uh, what can you tell us about what happened in Ellenville? At this stage, it's at that kind of, it's gone to toxicology and we don't know. It's a mysterious thing. Two people found dead in their apartment. Um, people, siblings, uh, a woman and a man in their 50s. Uh, we don't know the cause of death at this point. Uh, the police were called early in the morning on Tuesday to, to break the door down, got the landlord to break the door down, went in, found them dead, or at least uh, not non-responsive. And a lot of a lot of extra police agencies arrive to stick an oar in and help if they can. Bodies removed, taken to Kingston. Uh, there was an autopsy on Wednesday morning. Um, the cause of death was not determinable. Uh, there was no sign of any trauma. There was no sign of a break-in at the at the apartment either. No sign of any damage that way or anything violent. Inevitably, that means that it's gone to a toxicological report. Uh, those take a while. And we won't really hear anything on that, I don't think, for about a month or maybe six weeks. Um, and we just don't know. But the police did say, I did hear from the police, that um, they didn't find any hypodermic syringes or any of that kind of equipment. Now, of course, with fentanyl, you know, it can be a pill. Yeah. So if they took what they thought were non-lethal opioids, pills, but they happen to be fake and they happen to have fentanyl in them, that might be the cause. We don't know. And yeah. I don't want to blacken their names and reputations that way. But uh, the landlord assured us that it couldn't be carbon monoxide. His properties regularly inspected and uh, he, they have electric stoves, not gas stoves. It does indicate something toxicological and we just have to see what it was. Uh, but yeah, a, a, a sad little precursor for, Chris, for the Christmas season. Um, just I don't know if you're going to take that kind of stuff. Please give it a fentanyl test. You can get them. You can buy fentanyl tests online. I mean, if you're fond of that joyride or a high, you really want to test for fentanyl because you know, that'll kill you. Right now, we don't know what's happening. But you mentioned even the carbon monoxide. Even the person's has electrical stove, something like that. Who knows if you know this time of year, a lot of folks put in their own kerosene heater sometimes or things like that. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. That kind of thing. Yeah, if you're going to heat with something that burns, now if you're going to use some kind of petrocarbon thing to burn, to heat your home with, you really want to be, you really want to have a carbon monoxide detector. Uh, it doesn't take very many breaths 
of that to kill you. I have a personal story. My father had a wood stove in his bedroom at one point, and uh, it was connected. It looked like a wood stove, but it was really like a gas stove, and it was connected to propane, I believe, downstairs and outside. And he was waking up a couple of times. This was a couple of years ago. He kept waking up when he was staying at the house, either throwing up or very dizzy in the mornings. Couldn't understand why. So we took him to the doctor, did a whole bunch of tests, couldn't really figure out why. Uh, then we come to find out, we're wondering what happens. Maybe it was the gas stove. Maybe it was CO. And so it looks like we come to find out that there was a gas leak of some sort. I don't know whether it was the CEO, maybe it was just the gas leaking into the house or when he was burning, it was burning extra something. I don't know. But either way, it was that particular machine that was causing his dizziness. And it's this around this time of year when you have these incidents of CEO poisoning or gas leaks because you're running your, your furnace or some kind of heating apparatus uh, more often in the winter. And obviously here in the Catskills, we have very cold winters like like we have today. So. All the time, all yeah. the time, every across the across the nation in the media, there's every day there's anywhere from five to a dozen reports of people not waking up because of carbon monoxide poisoning. It's 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 very sneaky. It doesn't smell of anything, and it's and it's very dangerous. Anything else going on, Chris? Yeah, a chairman, another long-standing uh, uh, pointy, not a, not an elected office, uh, is changing. The, the chair of the Town of Wilborsing Planning Board, Douglas Hart, announced on Tuesday that he's calling it quits. He's retiring after 18 years on the planning board and a couple of years as chair of the planning board. And that's a pretty hefty serve, length of service to the town on, in a job that can be thankless, really. The complexities of planning, uh, oh boy, it's, it's a lot of work. He's gone or he's going to be gone and that means the town of Wawarsing Town will be needing to appoint uh, a new chairman or chairperson or chair, as, they, as we call it now, uh, to replace him. And that will be a, a different face on the planning board. And as I tell everybody, whenever we talk about local municipal stuff and government and reporting on it, the planning board is where you see the nuts and bolts of American life being turned and put in place and all the rest of it. That's where all the changes in your in your town, your village, all that's all, where it all gets processed, where it's all it has to go through and get permission. And if you haven't been paying attention and you wake up to find that whatever it is that suddenly sprouted in the field across from your house, that's where it took place at the planning board. Yeah, but so anyway, everybody was is wishing Doug a happy retirement. Uh, I understand he likes to play the blues guitar, so he'll have more time for that. And we'll have to see who the town puts in that place to replace him. I know with the holidays coming up, and you know this is really sort of a low period in the news world as far as a lot of people are on vacation. Not a lot of stories are happening. We'll have to hope something happens yeah. this week. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's true. Uh, that's the kind of week where the, where the funny stories can come to the surface. Raccoon seen in. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my time as a staff reporter working in Calicoon. And during this time period, a lot of chimney fires were happening. I remember, you know, we hear these, the fire alarm go off locally or we check on Facebook and someone would post that there was a chimney fire somewhere. And my editor would send me over to, to a chimney fire and nine times out of 10, I would get there and it'd be over with. Uh, but every once in a while, I got there while it was actively ha- happening and watched what happened uh, during a chimney fire. 
this is really the time for those to happen because when the weather goes down and it gets really cold, some folks stop putting out their wood stoves they haven't used in a while and they haven't cleaned in a while and boom, fire happens. I remember I heated my home for many years. Uh, I should say many years. I, I, I heated my home for two years. Uh, just pure wood stove, and which is a tough thing to do if it, those who haven't done it don't have a lot of experience in doing it. It was a big learning curve. But uh, I know the, the big thing was maintenance. I had to maintain my wood stove even throughout the season, you know, buying chemicals to sort of clean it out, uh, having it pre-cleaned before and make sure you're burning the right type of wood in there, not only to get the maximum amount of heat, but also to not have any buildup in the chimney flute when you have too much of a, of uh, what they call the um, green wood that's not fully uh, done with its its the water has not evaporated totally out of the the wood some of that wood remnants whatever when you burn up goes into the chimney and starts sticking against the wall and builds up the creosote there so that's that's the time of year that this usually happens so um, you have to maintain you have to be careful and you can't burn certain kinds of wood at all yeah. yeah. A wood stove is for burning oak and ash, basically. Yeah. I mean, you could burn some maple too, but then that will make the house smell of maple syrup, but this is nice. But yeah, you, you can't burn any pine or anything like that. Uh, of course, if you have one of those outdoor things, the outs, it's outside the house and you just send hot water into your system, well, that's different. You can burn anything in those. Yeah. But, but the those, I think, are now outlawed, I believe. I think you can't buy new ones anymore. I think it's pretty hard. Them planning... Yeah, it's made them, you know, no, nobody really wants this thing pushing smoke around because the chimneys aren't high enough and they tend to... Yeah, that was one of the main reasons why I stopped using wood stuff was the smoke. Uh, you know, you have a bad windy day, open the door, the smoke blows into your house or sometimes, especially the heavy winds, the smoke will blow down the chimney um, and, you know, blow smoke into into the house depending you know where you are in the stage of the fire sometimes you know you have to close down your flute sometimes or the damper sometimes so uh, to prevent that but sometimes it's hard because you have to start the fire with the damper open um so that's the one of the main reasons why i got rid not rid of the wood stove but not use the wood stove anymore except for like holidays or something like that because i didn't like the idea of having something combustible in my house that produces smoke yeah, yeah. Really, you know, for a health, healthier, healthier life, combustion take place in a power station yeah. and just use electricity. Wood smoke has got plenty of carcinogenic, and you really don't want to be breathing that in. And combining that with being a tobacco smoker or even a cannabis smoker is really just asking for cancer, I think. Yeah. We had a wood stove for several years in a previous house. I got to the point where I could get up in the middle of the night reload the gel tool wood stove without really waking up and go back to bed. No, that doesn't be, that's not, that's not good for long term, I don't think. No. We'll be talking to Chris Rowley from the Schwankunk Journal, letting us know what's happening on the pages of the Schwankunk Journal and what's happening in Ellenville and Ulster County. Chris, until ne- next week, happy holidays and Merry Christmas. Everybody, uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Um, there are grim things going on in the world at this point that can't be ignored um, but this isn't the time for us to concentrate too much on those although we can't ignore them right now it's more about Christmas the tree present and making sure that the kids are happy and perhaps not just staring at their damn phones and um, let's all have a good time uh, have a good Christmas dinner and go outside afterwards and get some exercise 
Absolutely. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for that. We'll be right back after a short break and talking to Jeff Loeffler about Festivus. Stay tuned. A Merry Christmas to us all, my dears. God bless us. God bless us, everyone. Here, a Christmas carol presented in the style of a live radio play performed by the Sullivan County Dramatic Workshop. Gene Eifert, Peter Nastasi, Alberto Santiago, Heather Strauss, Grace Suma, Harold Ty, and Dawn Pernetzi. That's a Christmas carol tomorrow night at 8 on Radio Catskill. You're listening to The Local Edition, winner of Excellence in Broadcasting Awards from the New York State Broadcasters Association. Radio Catskill. Listen local. Hi, it's Rosie, your Farming Country show host. Join us on Radio Catskill, Saturday, December 23rd at 10 a.m. for Timeless Christmas Spirit. From all of us at Radio Catskill, have a safe and festive holiday season. I want to hear Christmas on the radio. Christmas on the radio. <laughs> I got your message. I haven't celebrated Festivus in years. What is your interest? Well, just tell me everything, huh? Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. <laughs> I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the doll? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A Festivus for the rest of us. That must have been some kind of doll. She was. (laughs) And at the Festivus dinner, you gather your family around and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. And is there a tree? No, instead there's a pole. Requires no decoration. I find tinsel distracting. Frank, this new holiday of yours is scratching me right where I itch. Let's do it then. All right. Festivus is back! I'll get the pole out of the crawl space. <laughs> that clip is from the television show Seinfeld. Character Frank Costanza is portrayed by the late and great Jerry Stiller. He explains to Kramer the inception of Festivus, an alternative holiday, as he coined the Festivus for the rest of us. Festivus is a holiday that originated from that Seinfeld episode entitled The Strike. It's a quirky, non-commercial celebration of featuring an unadorned aluminum pole, unadorned aluminum pole, and the airing of grievances and feats of strength. This TV holiday has become sort of a symbol and a way to embrace the humor of Seinfeld. Here to join me on the air for this Festivus celebration is Jeff Loeffler, host of The Deep End, which airs on Fridays at 10 p.m. Jeff, welcome to the program. Hey, Patricio, thanks for having me. Great to be here. Yeah, Happy Festivus. And Merry Festivus, Happy Festivus <laughs> to you too. So, um, you know, it's amazing that this holiday has sort of lived on for such a long time after the show has ended. Uh, you know, there's, there's now Amazon, you can find Festivus polls uh, for sale. You can find Festivus uh, sweaters and all the paraphernalia. Why do you think this, this sort of has stuck around and sort of resonated with folks? 
Well, I think primarily it was just so funny, and then it's 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 even though it originally was on the air, you know, twenty twenty plus years ago, it's it's been on in repeats forever, and and Netflix and that sort of thing. So it's it's still out there, and and lots of people see it, but um, it's just it's just funny, and it just certain things just last, and they you know they're timeless. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's uh, now it's on syndication, now it's on Netflix. It's uh, just amazing. I just remember I, I've never watched the show while it was on air. I just never caught on to it. I remember uh, when the last episode was going to air, I was maybe around 18 or 19 years old. Um, right. And I remember folks talking about it, and I caught it afterwards. I remember when I first caught it, I had uh, stolen a couple of uh, VHS cassettes from my cousin, and I happened to be six, and I sort of binge-watched some VHS types of it, and I just sort of fell in love with it, just the, you know, just the odd humor of it and, and sort of the relatability to it, even though these some scenarios were really crazy but it was so relatable in some aspects sure yeah and a lot of times you like you know they always joke made a joke about it being a show about nothing sometimes just sitting around with your friends is something and that's <laughs> kind of universally funny yeah absolutely you know it's, it's something even like even my my father-in-law and i sort of uh uh laugh about you know being festivist and i'm gonna every yes i'm gonna bring a, a festival spot to the to the gathering but i've never did uh <laughs> Have you ever went that far? Have you actually got in like a Festivus poll or anything like that? We, a bunch of us all have gotten each other Festivus polls <laughs> for as gifts. So we we all have the polls, and um, we, we we typically air our grievances when we hang out. <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't we haven't gone as far as the feats of strength. Yeah, that, that's that's a fart. That's a tough fart. So we we joke about that, but we don't get that far. But we we definitely will air the grievances when we get together, and it's it's just fun to. It's fun to make fun of things and to actually realize that, you know, holidays are meant for one thing, but they'll oftentimes become another. Instead of being fun, people stress about them. So this is just a silly way to just laugh and, you know, not really think too much about it. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I spoke about how I discovered the show. How did you discover Seinfeld? Uh, I was probably still in high school or college at the time, and it, I watched it the first time through, and, you know, it was on NBC originally. And then, you know, like I said, it's been on like either Channel Five or Channel Eleven or TBS. Yeah. You know, syndication—easier way to say it. Or now with streaming, it's on so many channels and so many times of the day that it's it's almost ubiquitous. It's it's hard to miss. So I've I've been with it the whole time. Long answer short. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those things that it's on so many times that you, now it's like you. I mean, I remember being on Channel Eleven a lot. Uh, USA now it's on and. Of course, now we have Netflix. Uh, there was a time in my life that I would sleep to Seinfeld every night, just have it on yeah. in the background. Yeah, like Comedy Channel probably airs it still. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's out there. Yeah, yeah. So I, I always want to do this. I always want to. How good are you think you think you are in Seinfeld trivia? You, you know, I'd like to think I'm okay with these things, but then then you'll ask me the easiest question and I'll <laughs> mess it up. But I'll go for. I'm, I'm game. Let's give it a shot. All right. So let's play some Seinfeld trivia right here on WJFF. Okay. All my, right. I got to start my theme music here first. Hold on. All right, we're here for the uh, Seinfeld Trivia Show on WJFF, local edition. All right, so I'll ask you the questions first, and uh, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll mix it up here. Like, I'll go first, and you go first, with the, or you go first, and I'll go next, something like that. So what is, your first question here, Jeff, what is the Latvian Orthodox name for the mysterious attraction women feel towards Kramer? Is that the, uh, the Kavorka? Ah, the Kavorka. All right, let's see. Let's see what it says here. I got to press this button. And you are correct. All, All right. right. <laughs> let's hear about the pronunciation. Yeah. Right. Uh, let's see here. The next question is, the, what is the name of the horse that pulled Kramer's 
Handsome Cap. I, w- I want to take this one. Handsome. I remember this episode. I want to say Roscoe. Oh. oh, I know the name of the horse. Is it not Roscoe? I, can't think of it. Uh, I don't think I so. Say, no, I was thinking Roscoe. No, it's not Bosco. That's another episode. Nope. Oh, the- oh. It, it, Rusty. 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 That's it's what Rusty. it was. Okay, here we go. Yes. Uh, Rusty. Yep, there we go. It's Rusty. All right. Let me, give me here, Don. Let me get my buzzer here. There we go. Let me get that correct. All right. Here's another one for you, Jeff. Um, what famous athlete did Kramer claim to see dunking his donut? Oh, that would be Joe shop. DiMaggio. Oh, you got that. That was good. I know that. You didn't have to click it. I know that one. Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me see here. Uh, oh, this is a good one here. What is the name of? I'll give you this one, Jeff. For you, what is the name of the man Elaine dated who shares a name with a serial killer? Uh, Joel Rifkin. Joel Rifkin. Let me see. Is that correct? It is. All right. Uh, let me see here. What is the name? I'll take this one. What is the name of Kramer's friend who thinks Jerry is a phony? I can I picture the guy and and he's a character actor. He's been in a lot. Actually, I just saw him in I think uh one episode of uh of uh SVU or something like that. I would say is Mike is the friend, Kramer's friend. It is Mike. All right. I would have had a tough time with that one. Yeah. <laughs> he's a bold that guy one head. Had me going. Yeah, the guy remember I don't know if you remember the episode when he was trying to help Jerry with the Oh, I could picture him. I could see him. Yeah. He's holding with glasses, got the doors, you know, the the trunks all right uh let's go here to some uh some uh which character do you like best uh in seinfeld george george i think george, we all did yeah. i think we're all related to george we'll have george in ours in a little bit oh for sure <laughs> i can say one thing that i think i know some people have tried in real life and i've tried it myself uh based on the episode of doing things the opposite doing things in the opposite and uh how george oh yeah yeah how he got the job in the yankees and all that um that's something i actually applied in my life sometimes if I'm going to a tough situation, is <laughs> just do the opposite. So, all right. So let's, let's go to some George Costanza trivia here. All right. Um, what does George try to convince Yankees manager Buck Showalter to do? Uh, is that to go with the cotton uniforms? Cotton uniforms. Let's see here. Yes, switch to cotton uniforms. All right. That was a funny episode. Well, I have a, this is not on the trivia thing, but I have a question for you. Where did they discover? Where were they when they discovered that the uniforms were a little too tight? Oh, where were? They? Oh boy, um, were they just sitting in the apartment? I don't, I don't recall. Oh, well, I, first time I can use the wrong buzzer here. Hold on. Yeah, no, actually, uh, they were in Atlantic City. Okay, yeah, yeah, that, that one slipped me. Yeah, George went to. Um, just tag along with Jerry. I'm not sure if this is the okay. same episode where the uh, the uh, the beauty pageant was, the Miss America pageant. It might have been the same episode. It's but. funny. There's so, some of them have so many things going on. You might forget, you know, yeah. the secondary plot in some of them. Yeah. And also, the 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 what always happens in sci-fi episode. Uh, some of the character actors um, show up in other places. Sure. Uh, like the uh, I don't remember the white supremacist episode of the late the girl inside the the. Um, the limousine uh, came up later in, in Seinfeld. She was uh, Poppy's daughter. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. She refused to eat the pie. Yeah. There you go. See? Um, okay. This oh, this one is an easy one. I, I should know this one. Uh, which video game is George great at? And that's Frogger. So, yep. Frogger. 
All right. Uh, here you go. Which this is for you, Jeff? Which New York Yankee missed his appearance on a PBS telethon because George followed the driver whom he thought had given him the finger? Danny Tartable. Ooh, <laughs> I forgot that. Susie said that was a yes. It is Danny Tartable. Yes, Danny Tartable. All right. He's got that correct buzzard here. If you can hear that there. Um, yes. Uh, uh, let's see. One more question here. Ooh. This is for uh, this is for a Kramer question here. What's the name of Kramer's rooster? Uh, is that Little Jerry Seinfeld? Little Jerry Seinfeld, and you are correct. I don't have to click on that one. That's correct. Little Jerry Seinfeld. All right. Um, let's see one more just here, just for good luck here. Uh, oh, this I don't know. Maybe you don't. Uh, what is the name of the character Kramer played in his Murphy Brown appearance? Ooh. That I don't know. That's a tough one. I would just guess Kramer, but I don't think that's right. Oh. I would say Kessler is uh that is it Kessler? It's not a bad guess. Yeah. Steven Snell. Oh. Yeah, I should yeah. know that, but eh, sometimes you miss him. Yes. <laughs> So, again, as always, the, thank you so much for doing this for me. Uh, I'm going to play my Exit oh, sure. Game Show theme song here. Hold on. That's why I spent my afternoon getting clips from YouTube for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Jeff, as always, like I said, you are the host of The Deep End that airs tonight on 10 p.m. I've heard from The Great Five, uh, a.k.a. Jason Dole, that tonight's uh, episode is going to be about holiday music. You want to talk it up a little bit and... Uh, folks yeah, yeah. Every, you know, every year around this time, I try to mix in some holiday deep cuts, and you know, every once in a while, I'll, I'll do the Seinfeld clips, or I'll do some clips from the uh, classic 1951 Scrooge or a Christmas Carol, depending on what they call it that particular year. And um, I just I mix up some different Christmas songs, some are jazz, some are rock, and uh, this year I did kind of like a best of. So I took some stuff from years past, and I spliced in some of the Seinfeld and some of the you know Christmassy Carol stuff, and. Uh, it's going to be some rock and some jazz and some blues and some, some laughs, and it'll be two hours real fast. <laughs> always seems to go by fast. It definitely does, and it's a great mix. Uh, the Friday night uh, mix is, uh, starts off with the mixtape, and again, obviously, you, uh, Rare Pro Radio, and then it goes to, I believe, no, it's you, it's uh, mixtape, Rare Pro Radio, I think, not the secret show, right? And then it's you? I should know this. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah. You know, I used to know some before the studios moved in the pandemic. I used to know so much more about who's on before and after. <laughs> now, now it's like, oh boy, I got to double check what's up. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you know, it's especially now we have such a, a new schedule. Now uh, I forget myself sometimes here. Uh, we have some time. Let me look it up real quick before I tell people wrong information. Um, it yes, it's um, the mixtape, rare prayer radio, the secret show, and the deep end. Wow, I actually remember that. All right, so. Again, thank you so much, Jeff, for doing this. Really appreciate it. Thanks for uh, uh, playing along here at our little Seinfeld hey, game. Welcome. And thank you for joining us. On uh, I always wanted to do some, something festivist on the radio, so I'm happy to do this uh, with you. And as I said, we're talking to Jeff Loeffler, host of The Deep End, airs on Friday tonight, 10 p.m. Jeff's going to have some great holiday music for you. Thank you so much, Jeff, for joining us on the program. Thanks, Patricio. Take care. Take care. And that does it for the local edition. If you ever miss a show, guess what? We have a podcast. You can find us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. You can find us on social media. We're at WJFF, the local edition. 
subscribe, share, tell your friends about the podcast. You can also find us on social media. We're at WJFF Radio Catskill. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. What else? We have LinkedIn, YouTube, Threads, TikTok. Did I mention TikTok? TikTok. I think I mentioned TikTok. You can check out our reels. Check out our YouTube channel for our interviews. You can visit our website, wjffradio.org. Check out our front page. We are posting all our news conversations and interviews that we do on Radio Chatskill and the local edition is right there on the front page. So thank you to my first guest today, Chris Rowley from the Schwankunk Journal, letting us know about the news in Ellenville. Again, thank you to Jeff Loeffler, host of The Deep End, airs Fridays at 10 p.m. right here on Radio Catskill. Just, just want to give a quick preview for next week. Uh, like I said, we're going to have a whole week of interviews all set up for you, wrapping up this year. Let me throw away the uh, interview questions. All right, that's it for the interview questions here for the year. Um, all week of uh, wrap up with the Democrat with Delaware Currents. Uh, we did one with New York Focus a week before. We're going to replay that on Radio Chatskill. We re- did a wrap up with uh, Ruby from the Reverend Reporter, Philip from the Times Union, and Chris Rowley from the Schwanker Journal. And this is not just one little 15 minute segment, this is the whole 28 minutes of the show highlighting the best stories that happened in 2023. Again, I've been your host, Patricio Robayo. You've been listening to The Local Edition. Thank you, everyone, for listening every day this year. Have a good night, Lucy. Take care of everyone. Be safe this holiday weekend. Goodbye.